Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Game six against the Celtics in Boston. I'm at that game. I'm playing with the Sacramento Kings at the time. So after the game, I want to say, yo, peace out to Lamar. You know, and then, and then obviously Kobe, if he's like not busy. I'm like, yo, with Kobe, I want to say good game because I'm about to be out. You know, he's like, yeah, he's right there. He's in the shower. That's how I was like, yeah, I was, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to go in the shower. There. He was in the shower. I had my, my shoes got wet. But he, he was like this, right? So he's like taking a shower. He pissed. Only one in the shower. And he's like this, you know, shower this way. I'm over here, his head is down, just like, you know what I mean? He just yeah. lost my 30, you know what I mean? So I tap him on the shoulder, and he, he just turned around with the ice grill, right, like this. And he was, he was shocked, like, what? <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, you doing here? We had to fight to get a meal, yeah. Wrongfully accused, we had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know? Spike, spike the skills, fat. Keep it riding for the fam, you gotta light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past, bad, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread, I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. I am athlete parlay. We did hot, 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 hot. These are guaranteed wins. I'm gonna take Arizona over San Fran. Whoa. It's all about matchups, understanding who's playing against who. It's a game of chess. It's baseball season. We've already seen a no hitter. We already seen walk off home runs or walk off finishes. Look, all new customers, download DraftKings Sportsbook the app, and this is a play for new customers. Listen, all you guys are old heads. I get y'all to play already. Make room for the new customers. Download the app and use promo code ATHLETE. All right? If you bet $5 on any baseball team, any, you're going to get $150 in free bets instantly. This video is brought to you by DraftKings. One of our partners have been partners with us for a very long time. And it's been awesome to see all you guys make a lot of money, especially on all my crazy parlays. But right now, it's about baseball season. If the sports book isn't open in your state, you can still participate in the daily fantasy contest. Every single week, there are going to be millions of dollars of prizes given out. DraftKings Sportsbook is the app. Download that. Use promo code ATHLETE. And when you win, send me a couple of dollars while you at it. Right. Help a brother out. DraftKings.com is the sportsbook. I Am Athlete is the platform. Parlay. I Am Athlete all day. Promo code ATHLETE. Let's get it. Got another great one here, 1979 to 2011, and I'm just going to get into it, Ron Artest, okay? 2011 to 2020, Meta World Peace. 2020 to this moment right now, Meta... Sandifor, I took my wife's last name. So, what is it? So her last name is Sandifor and wait, Artest. Wait, 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 wait. I got married. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Did you change your name again? I got married, now I changed my name. But you changed, wait, 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 but you took her name? Yeah, and my name, both our names. Oh. Yeah. I see, man. Yeah, that's okay with you, Swaggy. <laughs> Walk us through the journey, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, I said, yeah, I would love to explain to my guy yeah. Swaggy. <laughs> Question. You got me. married. Yeah. You got yeah, married? Yeah. But that Congrats, is. Me, thank you, my dad. Yeah, yeah, a long time. I'm here, for real. <laughs> When'd you get married? I got married, uh, just going on four years. Okay. Yeah. Took her name. We definitely. Yes, I so we should, let's let's, let's reverse engineer. Let's start yeah. there. Yeah. Because that's yeah. interesting. You don't see a lot of men taking that. the wife's yeah. last, and, last and name. And my last name. Yeah. It's Meta Sandifor Artest. So 
when, when I got married, we was trying to, you know, be coming together as partners. Like, so we were just like Kim Kardashian and West, like that. No, not like that. Like that. It's just like us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the first one though. Can you walk us through like all the names? Yeah, I could. Well, Ron Artest, that's my dad. So he's Ron Artest Senior. I'm a junior. Then you got Lil Ron the third. So is he still Lil Ron since your name is? <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> so he got to change his name. Like I don't. Well, he's six six right now. So I know. You know what I mean? so he ain't Lil yeah, but you but you change your name though. So technically. You're not a junior yeah, anymore. Technically, and... I'm not a junior, but he's still a third. We didn't change anything like that. Okay. He's a third, unless he wants to change it to junior. You know, I'm open to that. It's all good. <laughs> so, so that that was your, that that was the, the name given to you at birth. Yeah. Ron Artest. How we get to Meta World Peace? Yeah, Meta. Like so, when Chad changed his name, and that was nine. He did it in 2000. What seven, four, something like that. Right. 2005. I thought it was dope. Right, so at that time, he, I was already like on my, I was in my prime, but just doing my own thing. So I'm like, yo, that's dope, I wanna do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, so that was like, that was like in 2006, I think, when he changed his name. But I didn't change it for like four years. But every year you're going through a different evolution, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So my, my first name was like So Hood or Queensbridge. I was just thinking about, oh, it'd be dope to have my hood in the back of my, you know, back of my jersey. <laughs> but then every year you get older, it's just like, you know? Um, you get older, you start evolving, you know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, you know what, I probably don't want so hood on the back of my jersey right now. <laughs> then it just evolves, evolves, you know. Start meditating and different things like that, you know. So I said, I'm gonna still change my name, but I'm changing something different. <laughs> so how did you come to Meta World Peace? Like why Meta World Peace? So Meta is a Buddhist name, right? So I became, I started to take up Buddhism, study Buddhism. You went to China things. or something like that? I went to China a lot. Yeah. I went to China a lot, but I also, you know, just reading and, you know, yeah. going to classes and different things like that. You know, I started doing breathing exercises, you know what I mean? Just like a little, <laughs> little zen. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got with Phil Jackson in 2010, and Phil was all about, like, you know, meditating and stuff. Right. You know, closing the lights, shutting all the lights out. You know, once a week, you know, dark meditation. Right? So that, start, that even started to inspire me. We won a championship after the season. I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through with it. And then it was like, that was it. This is Meta. Meta was a Buddhist name. It was from, from India. So we had like a thousand names we was picking from. Right. You know, we had to, you know, get, narrow it down. That took a while. Then we got Meta. And then World Peace just like, just, just natural, you know? Right. We was thinking of some names, but that's how, how yeah, it Yeah, and, and we'll come back to 2010. 2010 was a big name for you. You talked about meditation. You talked about Phil Jackson, you know, mental health. That was the year. I mean, you became one of the first athletes to openly speak about mental health. So we'll get to that. Um, but first, bro, like, you're an interesting cat, right? Like, before we really <laughs> yeah, dive into the meat of this show, like, you're an interesting cat. Like, and this may be a very uh, surface-level question, but it's like, where do you spend your money, right? Like, we just did shoe cam. We, you know, we all got on our gear. You got on jewelry. Yeah. You know, you got on vans with bleach on them. Yeah. You know, and we, we, we talk about that. You know, you, you just got on a regular outfit. Do you... What, kind of cars you drive home, like, yeah. where's your mindset? Like, how do you? You know, like, the first, when I first was going to the NBA, I was going to get the, um, the Corniche, the Bentley. Uh, it was called the Corniche, I think. But then before I got that, I was like, right, I'm going to do that, or I'm just going to give my family some bread. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that was it, right? So I was never a spender. You know, I never, I had jewelry like a couple times, but I didn't really feel comfortable. So I would, I'm still hang, hanging out with my guys, but I just didn't really feel comfortable, like, we're in jury or buying expensive cars. You know, when I got my first contract in Indiana, I bought four cars for $120,000. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I had a Tahoe, I had a, I had a Tahoe, no, I had an Expedition Tahoe, and like, just, you know what I mean? Just like, it was never like. So, what you, know, you do with your money? Well, I think, uh, well, take care of my family. You know, wife has houses, ex wife has houses, my son's at USC, you know what I'm saying? Different yeah. things like hey, that. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's like doing different things like that. I'm also doing. I got a couple different businesses and different things, you know, I, that I, I work on. I overheard you telling him earlier when we was out. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I overheard right. you tell him earlier that some reason you, he was the last reason why you played or something. What was that about? <laughs> yeah, so this is my guy, right? So actually, so I had a great um, career, you know? And I ended it with, with these guys. <laughs> a young team, man, right. young team. And it was so cool because... I wasn't, See, we was having a great time. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a good sure. time. We was losing, but we had a good time. 
And, uh, you know, I had a night, I had some liquor on the way home, you know? And I, I'll keep it at that, but we, you know, I was feeling nice. It was my last trip. My last trip. This was with the Lakers? Last, yeah. With the Lakers, my last trip. Season was it. over. We were on our way Carrell, back. Yeah. Where'd y'all go? <laughs> we played, I think we played San Antonio, I think, was it? We played Golden State. Golden State, yeah. yeah and on the way, State. on that plane ride, everybody was just, like, getting messed up. And we knew we had an exit meeting the next day. So he said he couldn't even talk to us to exit me because I, I got him too lit. Yeah, like I couldn't, that. yeah. <laughs> He's out ended his career. <laughs> Magic Johnson and Luke Walton. Ooh. You know, they was uh, doing exit me, like, you yeah, know, thank they you. Tag team guys. Me. But I couldn't, I, I, you know, I was just, I, I, couldn't, fun, I couldn't function. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm I couldn't function. Yeah. So was, walk us through that, that meeting. I mean, the whole time, I think my eyes was closed. <laughs> The whole time, I was trying to keep them open, but I'm just like, great season, right, guys? Right. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. They probably looking at me like, right. you know? it but it was good, man. I had a great time. You know, I got a chance to enjoy that night with like yeah. D-Lo and Yeah, he was Clarkson a good bet. He was a like, great bet. Yeah, was, he was a great bet. I see Meta come out. I mean, I see Ron Tess come out one time. That year? <laughs> one time. He was playing cards. That's when he snapped almost and he caught himself. <laughs> He came back to Meta, but he went well, run. I do that to you He went run. He went full run almost because somebody was too excited. He was talking too crazy. He gave him one of these, like, hold on a little. <laughs> <laughs> it was what, Sean Wood? Was it Sean Wood? No, Wood? it was with um, our, the big guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, T-Rob. T-Rob, yes. <laughs> oh. I bet you everybody had well, you know, yep. like guys get so emotional with card games yeah. and money. I'm not used to getting just, you know, pay your money and that's yeah, it. Like, yeah. hey, everything's cool. Yeah. But some guys get really emotional yep. with cards and money. Right. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't I don't like to play like that. <laughs> so what happened though? Well, was, I can be I can't get deep into yeah. it. Why you, you don't want to get deep into these conversations? Well, you know, sometimes the guy I'm not with the guy, you know, I, I, but I would say that. I was playing cards with T-Rod, we was playing, and no, I think someone owed someone some money, you know, and then when that happens, it's like, just pay up. Yeah, you know? just pay up. Or if something happened, everything would be okay, you know? Just right. Like, but then, but I, can't, I can't even remember, so honestly. He was the enforcer. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> T-Rod was just talking crazy, though. Yeah, you, and I, I got a question for you. Uh, have you been in the room? Have you had a chance to talk? What comes to your mind when you say John Green? John Green, I know, man. Well, he obviously the guy who threw bear at me in Detroit. I was just chilling, man. Well, he's, you know, when I got hit with the bear. He's the guy that threw it. He's the one that threw it. He's the one that threw it. For the documentary, it seemed like y'all was almost cool. I don't know. Well, after years had passed, like, what happened was, you know, I was just, I was furious for years, yo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got suspended, every deal gone. You know what I'm saying? Like literally the killer. Yeah. So he he might not know. He might be too young. But for the viewers that everybody <laughs> else, too young. That, uh, the malice in the palace. Yeah. Like explain to them what the explain to them in, in your terms what the malice in the palace. Well, malice in the palace. You know, Indiana versus Detroit, 2003, I think, or 2004. Yeah, 2004. Yeah. Yep. And then um, a fan threw bear. In my face, <laughs> and I went into the stands to address the issue, you know, um, and that was it. And everybody said I attacked the wrong person, but they made a $50 bet. So the guy who I pushed made a $50 bet. What happened was when I'm on the table, the guy threw the, the bear. So I seen this guy raise his hand and my whole, my whole mindset is the game's not going on. So I'm like, he's, he, he's cheering because I just got hit, which he was. He was like, oh, you hit him. I owe you $50. Yeah. They made a $50 bet. So that's why. I ran in that direction, but I didn't like punch that guy or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I just ran in the direction, kind of tackled him, put him to the to the seats, and you know, then that's when everything went crazy. And then John came behind me and punched me in the face. Yeah. You know, it was wild. But then when you years and years, that was bothering me for a long time. Like I was depressed. Oh, I was yeah. killing. Like I was cooking. He was. Yeah, I was yeah. cooking, man. And that was the worst possible time to get suspended. <laughs> why, why, why was it the worst time to get suspended? I mean, I just finished sixth in MVP voting the year before that, yeah. with defensive player of the year. I come back averaging seven points more and still locking them up. You see what I'm saying? Right. So now you're talking about, well, what else are we talking about? Right. You know what I'm saying? What other award are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a league full of killers in that, that right. at that and time. That was the longest suspension at that time. You know? It was a long suspension. It was 86 games. 
It was a lot. It was yeah, a I feel like they was cracking down on you more than anything. Yeah. Very yeah. tough knowing that you was at the top of your game. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. One little thing, then you, you you sit down 86 games. That wasn't your fault, though. Like It, it, it was and it wasn't. Why I, was it? It was because I ran into the stands jumping over seats. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot. And it wasn't like he punched me, he was there, so it was. But then it wasn't because I didn't start it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't because I didn't just like tell some of my face and say, hey, let's get into a big right. brawl and then take all, you know, lose my, all my deals and then take my whole year contract. Like, next <laughs> two weeks, no check. You know what I'm saying? No check. Like, that's it. I wasn't prepared for all that shit. When you say, <laughs> I know you went through this too. So this was, that was the longest in NBA history. Uh, I think, Pac, you were the first yeah. ever in the NFL to be suspended for an entire year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess my question for both of y'all, during that time, because I think a lot of us struggle post-career because sports is us. Yeah. Like, we're, it's our identity. So once you take that away, you lose your identity. Sitting out that year, you know, you mentioned depression. You know, how was that? You know what I'm saying? Did you, did you feel like, were you searching for an identity? I'm gonna start with you and then you go to Ron. Um, like he said, I wasn't prepared for it, B. Um, I was 22 years old. I was at the peak of my game, the same way you was at the peak of your game. Yeah. Um, and it's just like the lights cut off, you know what I mean? And if you're not prepared, you don't know how to handle different situations when it comes to you. Um, I started drinking more, partying more, doing shit that I don't normally do every day, you know what I mean, to deal with the cope of, wasn't getting the cope of playing football. You right. know what I mean? So um, it took me a little while. I, I, I did my due diligence to goddamn check myself in it. You know what I mean? I had to go through the drive through, wash me off, you know what I mean, and get mm -hmm. back right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, it was tough though. It was probably, but it, I tell you this, it got me so prepared for when I retired. Because mentally, I know I knew what I wanted to look like. I knew how I wanted my bank account to look. I knew I wanted to have all my houses paid off. You know what I mean? I knew I wanted all my cars paid off, so I ain't had a big overhead. So at that standpoint, it helped me in the long run. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. But I miss, I miss like three, four million, which was a lot of money back then. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Correct, correct. Money then. And end up giving 19 million back just to get up out of there. That was guaranteed money. Well, not 19, about 10 of it. Right. That was guaranteed money. So, you know, it, it was a hard time, but it set me up for, for when I got through, you know what I mean? So right. mentally I was in a different place because I was prepared. I mean, I remember that year, I also had a music project coming out, a group called The Lore. So I also had an art, they were signed to Mariah Carey. So then, you know, they was a good group. So we picked them up and that was coming out. I got to spend on the 19th. Album coming out on the 23rd. <laughs> your album they had the video album? Too. Not R&B album, oh, R&B group. There was like big song with 112. Yeah. It was just coming out, you know what I mean? So I guess I spent it on the 19th album coming out on the 23rd. So once I got suspended, it was over. I had to call the girls like, yo, this is not a good look right now. Right. Right. So then when I went on TV the next day and I, I was showing the album, like, I just got to do what I got to do, you know what I mean? Because I'm suspended indefinitely. Oh, so you started promoting the album while you yeah. were suspended? Yeah, I was just trying to figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Why are you, like, why are you laughing? It worked for AB? You can't yeah, do No. Well, he didn't get suspended, but he walked away. He took the shirt off and met Life Stadium. What if I he tell started you I did the same dumb shit, too? No, you can't do that, dog. <laughs> Hell no. You can't promote an album after you get kicked. I did the same I didn't know what else to do. They said I'm suspended indefinitely, so I said I got to figure so it out. So your mind was like, you know, I'm going to promote this album. Hey, <laughs> 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 it wasn't mine. It was an R&B album. It was uh, it was three girls. It wasn't it wasn't me rapping. It was oh, a, okay. yeah. It was a three. It was so three so girls. You, when you start promoting it, it was a good album too. By the way, if y'all never listened he, to Allure, he had an album too. Allure, yeah, Allure. Listen to it. He had a truck. He had a tell about your album. He had a truck and everything. Yeah, he had I, a video and everything. Yeah, I didn't was like it, I didn't really take it that serious. You know, tell what, what you did in Utah. So it was like whatever. It was like it was a. It was like pretty much like. Give us a few bars. I enjoyed it. Give what he did bars. in Utah was crazy. He pulled up and said, Yo, yo, Mormons, buy my album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always say that story. What's the story? Hey, yo, yo. He pulled By up and said, Yo, yo, Mormons, buy my album. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. I swear to you, it didn't happen. Like I love that. But he heard the story. The story changed. When it got to him. <laughs> <laughs>
story, man. He tell that story on the plane, man. And I can't even control the situation because everybody laughing. Right. You know what I mean? Yo, man, I told Mormons to buy his album. Hey, yo, yo, Mormons. <laughs> well, that's not how it worked out. But you said Mormon? Mormon. Yeah, he said yeah. Mormon. You talk, so like, what's the story? I'll tell you the story. <laughs> yo, Hold yo, on. Mormons. So check it out, I'm on tour with Jeezy at this time. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You was on, on tour with Jeezy? Yeah, two weeks, right, with Jeezy, right? <laughs> so we on tour with Jeezy, we just traveling, and Jeezy got it popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jeezy just, you know, it's just popping, and we get a chance to go on before him, you know? So we just, you know, going to different parts, yeah. and we wound up in Utah. Utah was one of our shows. One of our greatest shows. <laughs> so, you know, it was like nobody there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then with Mike Jones, Mike Jones was supposed to come, but he didn't Jones. come. But Utah was like not the greatest. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest city for that tour. <laughs> <laughs> so that never happened, you, you telling the Mormons to buy you No, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen, man. I just can't control this story, man. So this, this year, this, this year uh, you know, following the, the malice in the palace, it was difficult for you. Um, you know, you're promoting your album. Yeah. <laughs> R&B album. Your R&B album. Get it, listen to it. <laughs> yeah, um, when, when you think about where we're at today, you know, athletes feel unprotected. You know, you got Trey Young being spit on in the garden. Mm -hmm. You have uh, CP3, this past yeah. playoffs. Yeah. His family being touched and harassed, you know, in the stands. You have Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is Charles Barkley, but at the end of the day, people throwing stuff at yeah. Charles Barkley, saying different things. And you Russ. know, who, who who else do you have? Russell, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, Russ. It's a, it's a lot of tension between fans and athletes. Do you see another malice in the palace happening? No, I, I would never want malice in the palace to happen. That's like the worst thing that could possibly happen to an athlete, literally. And I don't think it'll happen now because I think they see what could happen. It's just not worth it. It's not worth worth missing the games. You know what I'm saying? Not worth missing the game. Yeah, but there's principle too. I'll be honest with you. And you said, well, it's kind of both sides. Someone throw a bear on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone spit on me. Yeah. Trey Young. Yeah. Someone touched my wife, my kids right, in the right, right, in the right, stands. Right. You know, we're human. So yeah, we don't want malice in the palace to happen again, but I think it's inevitable. If the NBA and even the NFL and other leagues don't get control of the stadium, the arena. Yeah, I, I look at it as just people are seeing, you know, that this is what happened with, with me, and then, you know, kind of, if they, I think people want to see, like some, some people. I don't think it's that bad, but it has been happening consistently with Westbrook, Trey Young, you know what I mean? Like this is oh, now. Isaiah Thomas, remember he walked up in the, in the stands? Who? Isaiah Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walked yeah. up in the stands. It is happening a little bit too much, but I can't see another. I just can't see that happening. Um, let's wind it back a little bit. You was drafted by Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, I got a couple questions, but we'll start off the drafting. Um, the rebuilding year, I think Mike left the year that you yeah. got there, right? Yeah. How was that? How was that um, getting drafted by him? It was cool, man. Like getting drafted, my favorite player. It's like people, I don't know, who was your favorite player, Kobe? Yeah. yeah. All right, so he's Kobe. I'm like, you know, I'm like a Jordan guy, you know what I'm saying? Really? And, yeah, for sure. I'm, you know, I'm born in 1979, yeah, so yeah. MJ is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And to get drafted to my favorite team was like insane. I don't know how that felt to anybody else, but for me yeah. that was crazy. But I did want to go to the Knicks, number 15. So at that day, I had the Knicks jersey under my uh, suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when I was going to get drafted, I was just going to just rip that, you know, just get it popping, you know? <laughs> so we, you know, trying to bring that championship home in New York, but that didn't happen. That was my fault. I was like going to a tryout and got drunk the night before, and I didn't. I missed my workout. But definitely my fault. <laughs> definitely my fault. You know what I mean? Hold on. But oh, I think oh, I would have yeah, been in there. Oh, you had a workout and you missed. You hold on. They flew you there first of all because they yeah. had to fly you there. Right. <laughs> you went out partying. Yeah. When you were supposed to go work out the next morning, yeah. you didn't even make it. I didn't make it to As the a practice. rookie, though, not even nah, a rookie I ain't even drafted yet. Not, like, yeah, not even yeah. a rookie yet. This is in New York. <laughs> when you go get the visit? <laughs> yeah. But I live in Pre from New York. Yeah, he's from New York. Where'd so I was already out. Where'd y'all go? So I you? went out somewhere. I went to Flamingos. Actually, I went to Flamingos. It was an old school spot in New York City that people used to go to. You had the whole Queens Bridge with you? Not that day. I, I, was, I was still in school, so I, wasn't, you know, I didn't have like, any money to bring. 
anybody to the club. <laughs> so I was just with like maybe a couple people. Damn. Speaking of Michael Jordan, uh, I heard a story that he was playing with Mike and you broke his ribs. By accident. By For accident. Real? That was the year that, that he story. retired, right? Huh? Tell us about that story. You said, wasn't it? For real, well, happened? That was the same year he retired. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, he didn't retire that year. So what happened was um, we was going to a gym and it was in Chicago, open run like UCLA. You know, just like Rico, Rico Hines runs. Super competitive though. And these runs was like, you know, Michael Finley and Jerry Stackhouse, all in their prime. So when I, I'm a 19 year old kid and these runs and we just going hard and, and I really like the bump and I, Michael Jordan's there. So it's like, I'm only 19. See what I'm saying? Michael Jordan's there, so it's just crazy. All right, so, but I'm playing real hard. And I don't think he expected that. So he would always say, yo, come back, come back. As a 19 year old, I just had a lot of energy and he liked the bump, you know, it's MJ. And a young LeBron was in there, he was killing. LeBron was 15 years old, just like killer. He was 15? Yeah, he was 15. He was just like, this kid was killing. Um, he was playing very well. <laughs> so so um, then one day me and Michael was just like tussling hard. There's a picture that you see online. It was the same exact thing, but it was open run. It was like, we don't give an inch. You know what I'm saying? He wanted this position. I'm like, nah, you can't have this position. You know what I'm saying? So when I was trying to deny him and get his arm out the way, I just, my elbow hit him in the ribs. Then his, his ribs cracked. So it wasn't, it wasn't like... <laughs> You know? cracked. You cracked. <laughs> you, you, you know, but the crazy thing was after he went, ah, after he did that, he came down the next play and won the game, crossover free throw, bang, right, game over, and then he walked off, and then I got the call the next day. Actually, in the media, it said, Metal World Peace, it said, Ron Artest punched Michael Jordan. That's what it said the next day. <laughs> wow. It said, Ron Artest punched Michael Jordan and broke his ribs. So now I'm like devastated. I'm 19 in Chicago. I'm in Chicago at this point, and I'm just like, I didn't leave my house for two weeks. Say, and they love MJ. I couldn't, I couldn't even Men, like, yeah. And then Mark Bottlestein, <laughs> Mark Bottlestein, his agent, my, my former agent, good dude. I couldn't get out the bed, man. I was sick. <laughs> he said, hey, I got MJ on the line for you. He wanted to talk to you. So MJ called me and was like, hey, Eric, don't worry about it, young fella. Everything's okay. Things happen. You know, and then that was like... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. But then this, this guy, Sam Smith, you know, he cool, cool writer, but he released the story. I didn't, really, I never released the story, by the way. I never said I broke Michael Jordan ribs. You know, and other people released that story, and right. I just don't want people to think I'm like trying to make news off that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. That's not it. <laughs> so in that moment when you when you broke his ribs, I know you talked about the day after. I mean, was there any interaction between you and MJ on the court? after he hit the game winner and he walked off, which is a legendary story, by the way. Yeah, that's that's, that's what we're used to seeing from the Kobe Bryants of the yeah. world, the MJs of the world, you know. Um, broken rib and games you had? Right. You know, game day, and then also, games I, had, you I, though, I, had right? a, I had some good days. I had some good days defensively. Okay. But, <laughs> but, 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 but the crazy thing was, I thought he would average 35 that year. Cause he was out for three months after I did that, came back, averaged 25. That's the first year he came back. Remember he was killing? Yeah. He averaged 25. This is when he's with the Wizards? With the Wizards. Yeah. He's like 40 at the time. He's like 38, 39. Like, he was, so in the gym, y'all, I'm hurt cause y'all didn't get a chance to see what I seen in that gym. Right. Speaking of that, yeah. how do you compare the LeBron at 15? Michael Jordan, what's the comparison? You say LeBron was, Killing at 15. He's playing very well. Um, when they talk about the greats, they say Michael Jordan, Ooh. Kobe, LeBron. Uh, what's better. your order? Can you tell us your order? You already know it. He said it. But go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I don't think he's going to say LeBron. I'm going with no. the wins. I, my five, Bill Russell, because you can't beat him. He's number no, one? No, 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 no. My favorite player. Oh, I, my, okay, cool. Go I ahead. Said, I thought he said that. No, I was just saying that, uh, between them three, but you can between go. Between those three. But, but go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Give me your... If you can no, go no, but no, go, no, I like what he just saying, because nobody, everybody over, always overlook Bill Russell. I was yeah, never Bill Russell. said Bill so Russell. So go, yeah, yeah. No, nobody He's a really winner. He beat Will Chamberlain. I got Will Chamberlain number two. I just don't know who could do what he could do. I got Will Chamberlain number two, and they say it's the older era, but that's the same era that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in, and they played against each other. You know what I'm saying? So Will Chamberlain, nobody can stop Will. And then I got, um, in my, and this is my opinion. Then I got uh, MJ. Come on, tell us. It's really hard. It's a hard list. Um, sometimes I put Shaq number one. Though. Shaq is like, Shaq don't get enough credit for being one. He, he never get talked about as being one of the best players ever. 
Mm. Like, you know, but I think he, he can make a case that nobody can stop me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he's not in my top five. I got um, uh, Kobe. I'm actually somebody I'm missing that's not in my top five because Kobe and LeBron is always like tied to f at five with me. Okay. So not Magic? Got, Magic is like in my like six, five through six. What about like any current player like a Steph or huh? KD? I think, I think a couple years ago, before Steph got MVP, I was like Stevie P is on my Twitter. I said Stevie P, that means MVP. This is two years before he got it. And people was like, nah, he ain't getting MVP. You can look on my Twitter. Then I say, yo, he gonna be top 15 ever. I said that like three years ago. I think he gonna be top 15, top 20. When it's Maybe, why not top 10? I know what I'm saying. I think he, I think he has a potential. You played with him, right? Yeah. Is it, I mean, I'm a football guy. Yeah. Did he change basketball? Like, I always look at guys that kind of like push the sport forward. You know, the Mike Vicks of the world. I mean, you had the Cunninghams of the world before, but like Mike Vick, you know, and then you got even Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, how they throw the ball, different angles, et cetera, et cetera. In basketball, you have, you know, Obviously, MJ Steph now, how he shoot the ball, shooting it deep. Why can't he be top ten? Uh, he could be, uh, but it's just like it's just tough to add, like compare him to like like who you got Steph or KD? Who you gonna go with? I'm going with KD. Like that's what I'm saying. Steph or Bron? I'm going with Bron. Steph or Kobe? Like, you know Steph, Steph or Matt Steph Bird? Needs like yeah, yeah. You so know what I mean? Steph or Shaq? Yeah, I mean, you can do that. Yeah, but you risk losing. That's a good way to lose. That's what I'm though. saying. It's tough. Like, you risk losing. Where you go with who? So you you pick the player and now just switch that to the team. Who you think will win in the in the conference finals? Steph's team or those other people's team? You tell I, us, I'll go coach. I'll go with I think him. Steph is just. I, so I just if Steph so. just had his own team, he. I mean, this kind of is his team. Now, but but we see him when he had his own team, but without like that help. He, I mean, Draymond, he's winning with a when six, he, six when, they was, when they lost, when he didn't win a game, like two said, years ago. When it was really bad. Yeah. But everybody was hurt. Like was that's what I'm saying. You saying still uh. on the team, but just nobody. Oh, just KD nobody. on the team, but just nobody. Who will win more games? I like KD's game. Uh. All right, but I'm just saying like. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online only at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool your school powered by purpose. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Brandon Marshall from I Am Athlete here to talk about my favorite go-to Britty meal that I can't always enjoy because the carb fear is real. But carb-heavy foods are often the ones we love most. But Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences and compromises. Zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber, delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing, maybe, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. Something for every craving, including sliced bread, loaves, buns, and tortillas. Monthly small drops 
drops of indulgence favorites like the two gram net carb hero croissant or the one gram net carb hero cheddar biscuit. Don't give up on being a bread hit. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code athlete at checkout. That's athlete at H E R O dot C O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use athlete at H E R O dot C O. But Steph, when he's proven that he's winning without anybody. Going back to, you know, you in these conversations, Jordan, LeBron, et cetera, et cetera, you played against LeBron, MJ, Kobe, and KD. Now you had MJ when he was with the Wizards, but like you just said, you could have averaged 35 that last year. Who was the toughest to guard? I think MJ was always the toughest for me. Because even though he was older, the, the way he moved, he was still moving, you know what I mean? And I was like, wow, <laughs> at 30, really? this is probably really difficult to right. deal with. Um, and then MJ and LeBron was probably the toughest for me because LeBron is strong yeah. and quick and he's smart, <laughs> you know? And, you know, so not only you're guarding him, but you're guarding, he's moving the ball places where you got to get his help defense. Right. So he's killing you with the pass and killing you when he got the ball. You know what I mean? So that was like, real, that was really difficult. Kobe is, he was also, um, he's like you know, two or three, I think, because with Kobe, he's just a killer. He just, he got, he got this motor about him. You think he's tired and he's not, yeah. you know? And if you, and if you just rest for a second, he's going to get 50 or 60. Y'all had some battles. <laughs> they had battles? Tell me about how you got on the team. You went to the locker room or something after they <laughs> <you> lost? Better <laughs> 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 made his way on that damn team. <laughs> That story got twisted too, but in, in game six. He met, met, he met Kobe in the showers or something like that. He, he ran <laughs> After they sh- lost to Boston. Tell us. <laughs> Hold tell on, us. I'll tell you Bro, story, you pulled man. up on Kobe with his meat. Hey, nah, 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 it wasn't like, like that. It wasn't like that. Tell us the story. It wasn't like that. I'm going to tell you the story. It's like it's yeah, you know it was RP, our brother Kobe, for but, sure. Yes, but. Kobe, a good dude, man. I, he, he, he a warrior. But the, so when they lost. So you walked up in the shower. What happened? They lose about 30. Game six against the Celtics in Boston. I'm at that game. I'm playing with the Sacramento Kings at the time, but Lamar's playing also. So I'm, ha- I'm here to like see Lamar. Kobe's yeah. one of my favorite players, right? So I'm at that game. You know, you know what I mean? And I've never been to the championship before, so I want to see how it's going to feel. This is 2006 or eight, 2008. So after the game, I want to say, yo, peace out to Lamar. Ma- mainly peace out to Lamar, you know? And then, and then obviously Kobe, if he's like not busy, right? So I get, I get into the locker room somehow. And game six, I get into the locker room. PJ, I say what's up to Lamar. Boom, what's up, Lamar? Everybody, I saw, I see PJ. Hey, good job, PJ. Um, yeah, hey, we're Kobe. Who's PJ? Kobe oh, Phil Jackson. Yeah, come on, bro. Oh, we're yeah. <laughs> like, PJ, baby. <laughs> go, go, go. So I say what up to Coach Phil Jackson. We talk for a mm-hmm. little bit, and then um, I see Brian Shaw. You know, because I say we're Kobe. I feel like somewhere back there. I see Brian Shaw, and I'm like, yo, we're Kobe. I want to say good game. Cause I'm about to be out. You know, he's like, yeah, he's right there. He's in the shower. That's how I was like, yeah, I was, you know, I'm not going to go in there. I'm just like, hey, yo, my dude, I'm about to be out, but good game, because I got to go right now. You know what I mean? I was trying to go to the club, so he was in the shower. I had my, my shoes got wet, but he, he was like this, right? So he's like taking a shower. He pissed. Only one in the shower. And he's like this, you know, shower this way. I'm over here. His head is down, just like, you know what I mean? He just yeah. lost about 30. You know what I mean? So I tap him on the shoulder. He, he, he just turned around with the ice grill, right, like this. And he was, he was shocked, like, what? <laughs> what are you doing here? I said, yo, man, I just wanted to tell you, good game, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. And I just left. <laughs> I thought you said I'm coming here next nah, year. No, that was a story that got. I, I, I was at that game with a Sacramento King jersey. Because I played for the King. That's a line, man. He told I'm not Kobe, I'm coming. To play nobody I'm, else's team. I ain't that type of person. I had a Sacramento King. You came to the shirt. game with with us. Uh, yeah, a sac- that, the team I, I played for. Hold on, but time out, bro. Like I think that's <laughs> nah, probably he lying. He told Kobe, "I'm coming here next nah, year." That's the story that got <laughs> twisted. That's the story that got. So twisted. So all you think you did was good game. Kobe yeah, <laughs> with a set vision. Get just, your wanna, ass out of here. He said, "What?" Kobe would say, "Get your ass away from me, man. Touching me in the shower." It's running our test, man. It's running our test, man. You know, it's like running our test. Right? He's like, yeah. Oh, Hold on, what year oh, was this? What year was this? This is 2008. It's 2008. Oh, you still was running on test. I was. I was with still was okay. I had a Sacramento Kings jersey on, shirt, Sacramento hat too. Cause I didn't want the Kings to think that I'm trying to go play. I want to play against these guys. So how'd you get there? No, nah, I got traded to Houston. 
because I wanted to stay sack. Sack didn't want to keep me there. So I got traded to Houston. Had a nice year there. T Mac was there. We had a squad. Yeah, I went on like a 20 game winning streak. Right? They, no, they went on that the year before. Oh, okay. And then this year was the first time they've been out the first round for a long time. But we had a squad. Yao, T Mac, all this stuff. Play against the Lakers in the semifinals. I played well. I was like, average like 25, something like that. And then the next year I went to the Lakers. Okay, you know light bar. Light I was bar. trying to go back to Houston. But, you know. You was not trying there? to go back to Houston. I was. I was trying to go back to Houston. But they didn't want to sign me. That's where I wanted to go. I wanted to go oh. back to Houston. I don't, I don't want to play, like, no disrespect to any of the players, but I never wanted, I don't, I don't like playing with, like, I want to play against these guys. Because oh, okay. when you beat them, your legacy's bigger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you weren't thinking about getting the ring then? Oh, I wanted to get a ring, yeah. I almost got a ring in Indiana. We was the best, we had six, best team in the league, 61 wins. I was the man on that team. I, I wanted to get a ring. <laughs> yeah. You wanted your own show. Wow. No, I, it's not that I want my own show. I just, I just want to play against. Against the great. Yeah, not like I want my own show. I'm a team player. I, I play defense. Yeah. I pass the ball. I set screens. I don't like. I can score, but so it's not about like it being about me, but it's like if you can beat LeBron, if you can beat Kobe, it's like it can make my legacy. So how great. you feel about all these stars teaming up then over the last, what, seven, eight years? I'm for it. Yeah, I'm for, I'm for it. Because you can't win in this era by like two stars. You need like three. Yeah. While I was with the Bulls, I had a job. Why? Because I was getting in, I was doing too much in the streets. I needed something to keep my yeah. mind occupied. Y'all didn't see this? I was, I, I was out. It was out. quiet storm. Out. This was in the quiet storm. Yeah, Chicago. It was, but, but like this is going. Everybody know about Meta. This one was in the documentary. This one, this the documentary was, was cracking. So how did you get the gig? Like you just walked up to Circuit City and said, "Hey, I'm uh, Ron Ortiz. I would love to get a job." Like what did you do? <laughs> yeah, just like you know, apply for the job. You go to the manager. And I want to get my friend was going there every day, and I was going there to buy a lot of DVDs. That's '99. So then my friend got a job there, and I was getting a discount. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty dope too. So I could work here." Get a discount, you know what I mean? So I got, you know, a 50% discount. <laughs> but you make oh, money, though. everything. But you making money. I'm not making that much money. It's a first round pick. That's you in the one percent tech bracket. You making a lot of money. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it's like a 999,000 rookie year after tax is not a lot of money. So, but you play in Chicago, the probably the number two <laughs> sports market in the U.S. This is when you was in Indiana, right? Oh. No, I, I was working at Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was working. Was in Chicago. people walking up to you like? Hey, Ron, uh, right. can I get uh, a dishwasher? Hey, Ron, can you help me find, uh, you know what I'm hey, saying, sir, a washer and dryer? I'm not, nobody really know me like that yet, you know what I'm saying? So they're like, hey, sir, you know the CDs are, you know what I mean? <laughs> so they didn't realize who you were? <laughs> Some people didn't. I wasn't even that big, and the Bulls, the Bulls sucked at that time. Jordan just left. So, you know, right. you didn't watch the draft, you didn't know who I was, you know? Right. So, so <laughs> staying on basketball, um, how did you and Kobe like create such an amazing bond? You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe was tough. Like, yeah. I see how he treated y'all youngins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then it was like kind of tough. It, it seemed like it was tough to get into, you know, that that circle. Um, but it, it felt like you guys became family. Nick, yeah, I mean, the work, the grind. There was, you know, cause just going to practice, ready. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. When I got to practice that first, they, they was, you know, it was a different level of intensity. Kobe has a different level of intensity also, but I got that one right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In practice, I'm coming for your neck. And he loved it. You know, I go, like, every possession, like, to, to work hard, work hard. And that's why I never had issues with him. Even the times when I was playing bad, like, you got to keep in mind, taking consideration the year before I got there, I was averaging 20 plus. You know, the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On a team with T-Mac and, and Yao Ming. Right. So when I got to the Lakers, it was, it, was a, it was a big adjustment, you know what I mean? So it was a struggle, because I was only now yeah. seven points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my contract year at 29 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? So basically my career is like over, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. So I had, to, in my mind, I was going through a lot, you know, yep. thinking about the future, like, I'm not gonna have big numbers. I'm gonna, you know, do I leave, do I stay? So I was going through that whole struggle. So we, we you know, that type of stuff kind of, because then I, I was like, you know what? This is about the team, it's not about me. Right. So we, you know, and it was about him. Kobe's going to work, killing on offense and defense, giving it to Powell. Powell's going to work. And we just, you know, sometimes we take 10 shots, sometimes it's two, you know? And we just, you know. Did you, did you have some classic battles uh, against Kobe uh, in practice? I mean, you know, one of the greatest offensive players ever, and then you, one of the greatest defensive players ever. So I would have imagine that you guys went at, at it and practiced and challenged each other. Kobe's, he's at this different level, you know, so the intensity was there. It looked really good. 
like the first part of training camp, we're going against each other. You never know what team you're going to be on. All these different drills and stuff. Then sometimes five on five. Yeah. So we did match up a little bit, but you know he he was scoring. You know I had some good times. You know I had good good possessions, but he was scoring, and he, you can tell he was tough. Right, you know, I hear very you. tough. I hear you talking about a lot of things, but you're very detailed when it comes to certain things. When you're talking about this, um, you're smart as hell. Tip, is this got something to do with why you're coaching with the with the uh, G League, the, what's your plans with coaching? Yeah, I, I want to be a head coach. Right? That's my intentions. You know, um, so I, have, I coach all the time. Even when head I was playing, coach of what? What do you want to be a head uh, NBA, coach? Of? NBA, NBA. That's my goal is to be a head coach in NBA. Right. It's going to be a little difficult because of my past, whatever, but, you know, I'm not worried about that. I know what I want. Yeah. I'm not worried about what people yeah. say. You know what I'm saying? Because you just focus on your intentions, man, and that's it. You know, and, but even when I was playing with Nick, my last two years, I was coaching Palisades. I was going to coach. After practice, oh. I coached. We got championship there at Palisades. Yeah. Coach Torino Johnson. So I was going to coach. I already. I knew I wanted to coach. Then the next year when I retired, I knew I didn't want to get into coaching right away because I wanted a break. I wanted to be around my kids. I just want to be home, just like yeah. not doing nothing. You know. Right, right. I don't want to run. I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> you know. So I went to the G League, but you know I, I wasn't really on the bench. I was just like training guys. You know, guys called me two in the morning. Yo, I come to the gym. You know, so that type of stuff. And then I started coaching now. Now I'm coaching Cal State, LA, okay. girls team. Uh, we're doing pretty well. And you know, I'm getting into coaching. I, I like coaching. I, I, you know, I love it, so. Is it different, the huh? plan? Like the plan, like just the, yeah, so you I get mean, frustrated when you know you could do something and they can't do it, like. But that's when you go to practice, yeah, that's when pra training yeah, camp. Yeah. But yeah, so during the season now, nah, but during training camp, you're just like, yo, let's get better. I mean, we in the gym at 7 a.m., I'm up 7 a.m., you wanna come? <laughs> you huh? I can be on the staff? You can be on the staff. Yeah. <laughs> you always swaggy on the staff. Swaggy. Right? You know, right somewhere next to me. We, we'll take you a little bit. <laughs> no, but yeah, I love it, man. It's really, it's really do, a joy. Do you pull uh, inspiration from Phil Jackson? You know, like, like what's your coaching style? Yeah, so I, I, I love the aspect of the triangle. Golden State used aspects of the triangle. Yeah. Right? With the triangle, why I didn't work in New York? Because they started it when it got over half court. They started it at, you know, a little, a little bit over the three-point line. You got to start it back when you take the ball out 94 yeah. feet. So you can, you can have aspects of the triangle. I like Rick Carlisle. I like C, you know, on the corner, on the elbow, hit the elbow guy. But then when you see San Antonio, they move that guy to the top. So, they, so San Antonio and, and, and the Warriors, they doing a little bit of Phil and a little bit, uh, you know, pop. Pop, yeah. Okay. You know, the triangle, the, 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 with Phil, he put that triangle on the post. They just moving that guy to the top. And before that was... Um, that was Bogan. Now it's Draymond. Bogan and Draymond were sharing that spot. Yeah. So, you know, you don't really need a, that's why you can, you can win with a guy like Draymond. But I like that offense. You know what I'm saying? And I like the back cuts. And, I, and, and the way I train is different. You know, in, in, in training camp, we doing like, we working, you know? So it's like, it's fun. I really enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that, you know. Are you a hard coach? Do you be yelling? Do you make a run? No, I'm easy. I'm easy. Okay, okay. okay. Alley oops, do it, man. All right. <laughs> You know, play hard, nutmeg. You seem like that. Do what yeah. you want. Let's have a good time. You used to tell time. us to do that during the practice and stuff. Huh? You used to hype us up to do that type of stuff. Come on, like, man. You man. Yeah. yeah. I got the most wins in practice. Come on, man. That, what coach? I know you used to put it on the board. Okay. I don't remember. I'm trying to think. One eighteen. The last day. What? What did we oh, do yeah, the last yeah, day? Yeah, 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 what yeah. What did we yeah, do yeah, the last yeah, day? Yeah, tell her. What did we do the last day? To get a point. What game did we play? It was dodgeball. It was. Come on, man. It was dodgeball. So check this out. Dodgeball. We played dodgeball. At the last drill in practice. Luke was cool. He was cool. Like, y'all ain't win cool. no games. But go tell y'all yeah, story. Y'all talking about Luke is cool. He started off that's good. That, y'all playing dodgeball. Them yeah. ain't win no games. But go ahead. <laughs> so everybody was saying this is not real scores because it's practice. But I take, I take practice serious. Right? So I had 118 wins. The most wins in practice, okay? And then Tarek had 117. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're not playing. These guys are playing too, so they're not in practice all the time. Yeah. But I, hey, my problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I can't control that. Then the last day we played dodgeball, Tarek wins dodgeball. It's tied 118-118. Yeah. That was like the only thing I had to hang on that season. <laughs> I remember that. With a fucking dodgeball game. <laughs> so, or Earlier, we, you know, we talked about 2010. 2010 was a, a big year. Uh, 
won the championship. Yep. Um, Hit the game with a three, boy. Yeah, that was a big moment. Big, big moment. Big moment, LA. Damn. <laughs> so I thought you was gonna miss it. I ain't gonna lie. You said what? I thought you was gonna miss it. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I was like, no. Yes. That wasn't drawn up for you. Nah, for sure not. <laughs> what you say? Phil was like, no. Yeah, they always tell me don't shoot. A lot of people tell me don't shoot. <laughs> but you know what? You can't be listening to right, that. That's man. the confidence, right? <laughs> you can't you listen to the game to winner. We forget about that. Yeah. You brought up Ron coaching and you know highlighting how smart Ron is. And uh, we started that conversation. Like, if you were a coach today, two-part question, what team would you say, you know what, that's the team I want to coach? And then the second part is, if you had to put together a top five, like you're starting five, today's game, who you rolling with as a coach? Well, I think, like, the first part uh, of that question, it's going to be really hard for me to even get a coaching job, <laughs> head coaching job. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that. So I would hold, take... hold on, time out. Steve Nash did. Yeah, but the, the history is a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, you know, yeah, he the... white too. I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just saying like, for me, it's like you know, I love it's Nash, harder so to get. Nash, my God. Huh? It's the... He played with Nash too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I played. Yeah. Hell yeah. I played with Nash for a couple of years. I love and it's Nash. And like he got two-time MVP. You yeah. Know? He got a lot of other things that go. Point guard, yeah, two-time all-defensive player, and one-time defensive player. Yeah, I got you know, I I got a little resume, you know. Right. I got a little resume. So it may take you longer. It may take me. Okay, yeah. so all right. So yeah. I wouldn't be like picky. So I, one, I would just no, like, no, take, no, no, no. Be picky. I'm asking you to be picky. If you had, if you Pick could choose, yeah. Darren Hill just got a job. Yeah. <laughs> you get what? Darren, Darren, the I'm just gonna be the assistant. I just wanna be on the staff, <laughs> man. Yeah. That's kind of disrespectful. <laughs> not, not really. I'm just saying, Darren Hill was like, he was. He used to fight and stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gonna be good. Darvin been coaching for eleven years in the NBA. For real? Yeah, eleven yeah, years. That's a that. long time. Assistant coach. All right, so pick your squad. All right, cool. You My squad. And then go to top five. Okay, so if I could pick a squad, Marcus Smart. Ooh. Um, I pick Marcus Smart. Um, I would say Stephen Curry. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say Giannis. Giannis. Damn. For big Embiid, Giannis. Yeah, they can play together. Steph, Marcus. So now I need a small forward. I'm going LeBron. <laughs> LeBron? I'm going LeBron. He's a point, he man. He be killing. He got to play, he got to play small forward. Uh, I got Stephen uh, Curry. Luca, Ja Moran. I like Ja. Who else? KD. I like KD. Woo. Why, that's, why that team? Like, you built your team. Why you, why'd you build it that I way? I said a lot of defense on that team. Yeah. A lot of defense on that team. There's a lot of defense on that team. <laughs> And I just think like Giannis have, having the opportunity to see a guy just like hedge on the screens, get back, close yeah. out. That's like kind of crazy. Right. That's if I have my choice. Right. All right, if you had to just pick one squad. A squad? Dallas, you got Memphis. Yo. Why you like Dallas? Why you like Luka? I, I like Luka, squad. but Luka, 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 Luka got to bring others along yeah. if he want to win it. He, it's just like a one-man mm. band right now. That ain't going to get it done. Well, he is but a I man, love Luka. To me, he's he going to be the man. face of the NBA in, within two years. No. Facts. Tatum. Tatum? Tatum. You think over, so? Over Jaw? Why not Jaw? Tatum. Tatum. Had the toughest role just now. He put out Giannis. He put out KD and Kyrie. Yeah. And now he just put out Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat. Yeah, yeah. Tatum. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. He's really that good, huh? Yeah, he's nice. My goodness. So pick the team then. All right, all right. I'll, I'll give you that. You're the basketball. Pick a team. But I had to pick a team. Can I pick two teams or you said one team? One team. Damn, you got me putting the pressure on <laughs> So if I had to pick one team, it'd be the Knicks. Right. Nicks. <laughs> okay, but well, he's a homer. Like, yeah. From New York City, man. With Dolan still as the uh, owner? Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. Well, they coach now. Yo, you, you better be a good coach or you won't be lasting there long. He could probably be the coach now, there. Huh? He could probably be the coach now, there. I'm not trying to, I'm not looking for nobody's job, you know what I mean? But if I had my choice, it would be the Knicks. Look, two. Or the Pacers, but Rick Carlisle's with the Pacers. I love Rick Carlisle. 2010 was a. An amazing year for you. Um, you know, win the championship. You change your name to Meta World Peace. Um, became one of the first or the first athlete on a major platform to speak openly about mental health. 
uh, in your documentary on Showtime, The Quiet Storm, you know, you shared, you know, your journey, but you talked about your diagnosis of bipolar disorder, um, social anxiety. When did you know that you needed help? Well, I think um, but I kinda, it kind of dates back to, like, I would say when I was 13, my mom first put me in a social worker, like a clinic. I was 13. But then my whole family was always, not my whole entire family, but like some, my dad and my auntie on my dad's side was in psych, my auntie was in psychiatric ward, my dad was functional on medication, you know, and then, and more, you know what I'm saying? So, and then on top of that piece, you had the in the house kind of wild stuff, then you had the, the stuff in the neighborhood stuff, you know what I mean? So then I was getting in and out of trouble, so my mom put me to a social worker just, you know, to get therapy in the hood. So then I was getting therapy every year, <laughs> you know what I mean, in college and, you know what I'm saying? Um, some, some years, not really. But then when I got to the league, I had so much stress at that time. You know what I mean? So at that point, I was, I was starting to feel depressed and I had anxiety and stuff. So much, you know, so much going on. I was having a good time, but it was a lot. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot taking care of so many people, right? So at that point, you know, um, and not being home. My family at the time is out in the streets doing wild stuff, you know, so it became too much for me. And then I got into like sports therapy, you know what I'm saying? I started to, I wanted to, start, I wanted to play well. That was my whole thing, like how can I focus on the court, you know, and not focus on other things. So I just, I, I, was, I, I saw like, at one time I would see like three therapists in a day. You know what I'm saying? Like marriage, parenting, and um, anger management. You know what I mean? Like all back to back, like just trying to get it right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I had a chance to <laughs> spend a year out. <laughs> and um, they sent me to a place called McLean Hospital in Boston. Um, and all the, crazy house? Yeah, it ain't a crazy house, but it is a crazy <laughs> house. You know what I mean? Oh. That, was, that was my journey because once you get in trouble in the NFL, they, they gonna send you there. It's, it's basically, you, you don't have no choice. You gotta go? You gotta go here. You know what I mean? So, um, and like, I, I remember, have family that's and have some of the same things that you were saying. And um, I really didn't know how bad it was until probably the year I got suspended because I was coping with it by playing with football. You know, you get what I'm saying? And then you yeah. take some away from you that you've been playing yeah. since five years old, seven years old, and then it's bottled up. And then you, you got to figure out some kind of way to release it. But um, it was a good experience for me, though, actually. Um, it yeah. probably changed my life. You know what I mean? As far as being a step ahead of 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 of, of everything. Speaking of that, you had a, a close friend, um, Lamar, man. Um, I've read everything, I've seen everything. Um, tell us a little bit about y'all y'all friendship and and everything. Yeah, man. First time I played against Lamar, he was uh he was 11. He he was I was an inch taller than him at this time. He's playing the point. <laughs> And uh, we played in a park in, uh, in Woodside, uh, no, Ravenswood, right next to Queensbridge Projects. And that's the first time I saw Lamar. And then he also played with uh, uh, Kenny Smith's team, Aim High. So it was a team called Aim High. Lamar He's, Odom? Lamar Odom, yep, yeah, Lamar Odom. And he still have Aim High to this day, Kenny Smith. So, you know, we, we was battling, and then we became on the same team. When we got about the age of 13 years old, he, he grew. He came in freshman year at 6'6", or 6'7". So mm -hmm. we like, oh, Lamar grew five inches, yo. So this is like, wow, it's crazy. So we known each other for quite some time. He knows some people in my neighborhood and different things like that. And then we started to play on the same team at the age of 14. Me, and then me, him, and Elton, actually Elton Brand, we all on the same team. And uh, you know, we traveled AAU together, you know, did everything together, you know what I mean? And we was just balling, practice was crazy, hard, super intense in practice. Um, and we always was like fighting, like sharing MVPs. One tournament, Lamar get the MVP, next one. I'm getting the next one. Elton got the most of them. <laughs> but me, the me and Lamar was like kind of second place. Well, how was His that winning was the nice. championship with him in the Lakers? Like, that was crazy. That was crazy. It, was, it was wild, like winning with Lamar. Yeah. Because we have a real unique relationship, you know, uh, just like basketball. That's how we met, you know? And we like brothers and everything. But we, we acknowledged it. It wasn't like a super like yeah, embrace, like, oh my goodness, we did it, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it wasn't like that, but it was like my dude. No, that was a dope moment. It was, it was, and he got a chance to present me my ring because they were like doing it in the line or whatever the case may be. So he was like, coming next. My brother from Queens, we played with each other, boom. Oh, and then you know, gave me the ring and everything, so, so my guy. 
I'm glad you brought up Lamar because, like, I probably, you know, maybe the world would say at his lowest moment uh, in Vegas, you were one of the first ones to get there and be by, by his side. Um, and his story is, you know, well documented. Have you sat down with him and talked to him about mental health? Have, you know, where is he at? How is he doing? I think he's in a great space right now. Like, when you see what he's doing, he's active. You see him on his Instagram, he's out. You know, um, and different things like that. And, I, and I, I really love where he's at right now. We talk a little bit. You know, we, we on the phone a little bit. Because sometimes Lamar, he wouldn't answer the phone sometimes. And, and I wasn't out there with, like, a lot of my colleagues, you know, like, like Nick or my M NBA colleagues, you know. I wasn't out there a lot also. I was, like, home and stuff. Right, but with Lamar, now he's answering the phone and now we're like kind of reaching out to each other more versus just like waiting for somebody to reach out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you just said he out more. That's, that's funny you said that. Um, yeah. Going back to the mental health, explain uh, social uh, anxiety for everybody so they'll understand what's the definition of it. Well, I don't really know, but I'm assuming, but actually I do know because I have so much experience in different things like that, but just not being out in front of people Fairs you. I have some people that I know is a fearful of being out in, in, you know, in the public, you know, and different things like that. So, um, but I don't know if that's what Lamar has, but I'm happy he's out. You know what I mean? I'm happy he's out just like living life. You know what I'm saying? He's been through something. Now he's out living life. Yeah, no, I, I mean, when social anxiety, I think it's, uh, I mean, athletes have to deal with a lot. You know, Lamar's situation is his situation. Everybody's mm. case is different. But you got like Naomi Osaka. Naomi right. Osaka, she struggles, she breaks down. You know, I think for the first time ever, I mean, you started this conversation in 2010. I came behind you in 2011. Then you had DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Love, a few others. And now you have the last year, five, six athletes saying, look, I'm dealing with this. Calvin Ridley, I got to take off the year. You know what I'm saying? You have Liz Cambage, right, coming out and sharing her story, leaving the Olympics. And there's so many other athletes, Simone Biles. You got Naomi Osaka, you know, tells the world in 2020, I believe, look, I deal with social anxiety. You know, so I think it is important to, to push this conversation forward because there's a lot of athletes struggling with it. Yeah, you know, when, it when, when, when we say, go ahead. It wasn't always popular neither. I mm -hmm. remember I got drafted by the Wizards. They had like a sports therapist. And like we wasn't doing so good, but so they made a couple of us go see her, like the rookies and stuff. And when we went to go see her, like our games got better. Like we started feeling more comfortable. Mm -hmm. We had like a big team meeting out there with the therapist. And she was trying to tell like the the big the Gil and Karan, like the stars, like, y'all need to come in and, and see us. Look what it's doing to Nick and <laughs> Nick and, and, and Andre Blatch. And, <laughs> And I just remember Gil getting up and leaving, like, what the hell? You want me to play like Gil? You want me to play like Nick? <laughs> and they got up and left, and she looking so stupid. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Like, they didn't cheat. They just, and at that moment, I felt good. You know, I was like, yeah, they want to be, they got to play like me. But, because <laughs> all this Gil put me through, this is like my one yeah, shiny yeah, moment. Like, yeah, yeah. you get one shiny moment, and they just, so it's so bad, but the look <laughs> on her face when all of them got up and walked out the room, I felt bad for her because right, I didn't right, respect right. like the the her being there. And she believes in it. Was you? He was one of the guys. No, walked out? no, no, no. He oh, oh no, <laughs> this was like before he came out and said, "Thank my therapist." Right. <laughs> now they they actually was doing stuff way before yeah. 2010. Yeah, they was yeah, trying. They, it. Was, they was trying to for sure. So, what message do you have to land to to land this this show? You know, this episode, really appreciate you breaking yeah, bread with us, bro. Um, what message do you have for athletes? And if you speak to the athletes, you're really speaking to everyone. But speaking to the athletes, um, how should they approach their mental health? I mean, everybody's different. You know, you get some guys coming with different levels of stress and different things, you know. Um, and some people don't really need any help. They got a good team. Everything's in place, you know, which is great. But I would just say, you know, feel comfortable, 
trying to improve yourself. Right. Back in the days, you'll be like, you know, I'm not gonna let nobody know. You don't yeah. have to let people know that you have issues, but if you're going, if you need therapy, do your thing. Right. You know, especially if it's gonna help you do something really good that you that you love, like basketball. For me, you know, I mean, it was the greatest feeling ever to actually play well, stress-free. You know, yeah. and and also there's so many other things that come with being a pro, as we all know. Yep. There's so many things that come with it. You know, um, people you love that you want to take care of and things you never experienced before. You know, you know, and then you, you start experiencing things that's not really going to benefit your game. You know, uh, whether you start dabbling with alcohol and, and different things like that. So just be prepared, like, you know, and start looking for these signals, too. If y'all, you know, uh, symptoms. Yeah. a little drinking, a little extra spending, you know, a lot of sex, you know, like different things, you know, could be a sign that, oh, maybe I should go, like, see a therapist or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people, we be, as athletes, we be having so many different addictions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All sorts of addictions and different things like that. That if we could, you know, I mean, uh, pay attention to it, it'd be great. Um, and just have a good time, man, you know? That's what I would say. Keep your family first. Try to stay as humble and grounded as possible. That's a big word. Right, you know? When I first came, I was like, oh, wow, $999,000. You know what I mean? Your rookie, rookie year. They're like, yeah, you know, then you're out there, like, doing different things. Yeah. Buying, you know, buying a lot of alcohol at the bar, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's like... That type of stuff is not what got you there, right? So just stay, stay as grounded and as centered as possible. Right. That's my best advice. 320 million Americans, give or take a few, you know, probably over 100 live with something. It's an important conversation. We'll continue to push it forward. You know, we love talking about mental health because it affects all of us. All the events going on in the world today, you know, stress is inevitable, right? You don't have to live with the diagnosis to be struggling. So, you know, men, we don't really create spaces enough to have these conversations. You know, where this machismo approach that we usually take, you know, it really hurts us and and holds us back. So we'll continue this conversation. Speaking of of addictions, this this dude is addicted to Mike and Nights, bro. (laughs) Bro, you gotta stop eating that stuff, bro. You used to have a lot of candy. Ocho Ocho versus science, what you got? Ocho. Ain't nothing wrong with eating Ocho. 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 Hey. It ain't nothing. But, bro, come on, bro. I think he used to have a bag of candy, right? Yeah. Like yeah, a big bag. Yeah, on a plane, man. Not salmon, not broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nah, that's because they used to eat beets and shit. Right. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah. Wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we write to get a deal. He on the team. He got to eat, you know. Despite, Despite your skills. Facts. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.